not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Yeah, welcome. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. This is our campfire, and we're sure glad that you're here with us today. Front Door to the Camp House is brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. If you own a dog, hey, keep Fortiflora handy. You're going to need it from time to time. It stops and settles GI upset, even prevents GI upset in our dogs. It's a great product. Learn more about it at kinderoutdoors.com or just stick around and listen to Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos, Senior Veterinarian with Purina, tell us more about this fascinating and great and successful product a little bit later on. We'll travel to Colorado to talk to Ruth Ann about sporting dog health on the show today. We're also going to visit Rock Island, Illinois, Rock Island Auction Company, a very special gun auction this weekend that you need to know about. And we're going to start the day in Sillacuga, Alabama, home to Will Davis Jr., latest winner and a first-time winner on the Bassmaster Elite Series. Welcome to the show, Will. What a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. The latest winner on the Bassmaster Elite Series, first time, uh, to hoist that big blue trophy. Tell me how that feels, Will. Oh, it felt amazing. It's uh, very heavy, <laughs> very heavy, <laughs> but I I can't wait to hoist it again after winning it. Hey, there's a big, fat, heavy check that comes along with that thing, too. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let your wife hold that for you while you go chase another one, okay? That's my advice. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, you did this on a very familiar lake, Lay Lake. Uh, you've fished that lake a lot in your life, along with Will Sr., your dad, and you guys have had some success out there. And I know what people are thinking. They're thinking, oh, yeah, home cooking, home lake. That's one of the hardest things to do in pro bass fishing is go out and win on your home water. I've seen it happen two times where the home team doesn't make the top ten, might not even make the final day. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's uh very challenging because you got so many different places that you like to fish and you know you, you just run off of memory you know it's very tough to win on your home pond 100 percent. tough to win on your home water and really tough when you're you know doing battle day by day with folks like brandon polinick he he had his eyes on this trophy on that big fat check for himself uh and was winning it after day three but at the day four Man, you came in there and won this thing. You had a great day. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was a very uh, trying day. I didn't have it. Uh, three good ones and one dink at uh, one thirty, and I pulled in a place and caught two good ones. And in between the two good ones, I had a treble hook go through my thumb and had to get it pushed through and cut and, <laughs> and go back in there and catch a uh, and I caught another good one so it was just just a blessing it was just my time to win yeah that's exactly right listen the uh that big fish with the white ring around her eye you knew about that fish you saw her in practice and that's why you I went did. back up in there but you caught another nice fish first tell me about that so I went in this area the day before the tournament it's a little place I got that they bed in there and I was gonna see if any big females are in there and I went in there. I seen, you know, 15 pounds in there, nothing just giant. But there was just one fish. I named her Whitey. She had a white eye. 
her eye glowed white around the perimeter of it. So I pulled in there, and there's a brand new one just pulled up, uh, about a four-pound female, and she was white, and she was acting all funny. And that's when I picked up that jerk bait after fishing for for about 10 minutes. And I just, I couldn't make a bite, and time was crunch. You know, I only had 10 pounds, you know, with just two, uh, basically three fish. And uh, I was like, golly, I got to catch this sucker. And I finally, finally woke out that jerk bait through it over there, and about the fifth throw to her, she, she come over there and she got sideways in her mouth. So, and uh, then I went down the bank, or I actually got the hook in my hand, and I had to go out to the mouth of the creek because the way that the number four, size number four, uh, uh, Gamagatsu's got up in my hand, I couldn't, we couldn't do the line thing. And so I had to push it through, and golly, it hurt. And I, I got it, it through. Yes, sir. And I got it through there, and my pliers, they were so small of a hook, I couldn't get it in there to cut it. I didn't have a pair of snips either. I said, man, we got to do something. I said, let's go. I said, let's go out here to the mouth, see if we can get somebody got a pair of cutters. I go out to the mouth, and this guy just pulled up, just threw his troll motor down. And he's he's been, he was up at River waiting on me to come out of this deal because he, he'd been pulling for me all day. He's a local, and I didn't even know him. And I said, man, you got some cutters? And he said, yeah, I got some cutters. He tossed me a boat. I cut it, backed it out. Gave it to him, and I said, thank you, sir, so much. And I went right back in there and caught Whitey. Boom. So, yes, sir. Just like that. <laughs> just wasn't nothing to it. Just wasn't nothing to it, Tyler. I was very, yeah. very fortunate. Very fortunate. What a great story. What a great victory. And, hey, uh, you're you're up there now uh, in the uh, winner's circle on the Bassmaster Elite Series. And I know you've been punching away at it, and that's been a goal of yours and I'm really happy for you, Will. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. What a great story. Will Davis, Jr., first-time winner on the Bassmaster Elites, a $100,000 payday. This corner of the Cap House brought to you by Calming Care. It very gently over time settles the overactive dog. From the trusted name Purina. I'm bass angler Mike McClellan, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Menace. start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, (laughs) but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. (laughs) ClassicChevrolet.com You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. 
You appreciate a job well done. And that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S. TejasRanchFence.com. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, Marlin, Sailfish, Roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let's begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Does your name rhyme with old beagle? Do you dart in front of cars? Here's a tough one. Do you have plumage? Do you rub your body against things to mark them? Do you have webbed feet? No, I mean like a... Were you hatched? Do you have fur? I'm not talking back here. Does your boat fly south for the winter with the other boats? Regardless of how you answer, you need to be licensed and registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Teach a man to hunt and fish, and you'll never see him again. Sit down and prop up your boots with us here at Kinder Outdoors. Bird seasons have closed for the year, but when you're a bird dog owner, that's year-round. We want to care for them properly, and we want to talk about things that are uniquely bird dog with Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos, senior veterinarian with Purina. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about our, our athletic dogs on the show today, uh, the benefits of proper nutrition, uh, some other things that we can do to help our dogs along. Let's talk about uh, heat. We're getting into summer now. Uh, and we still want to work with our dogs. We don't want to put them up till fall, uh, but we got to be careful. That's right. We've got to keep them conditioned. Otherwise, there's too big of a hill to climb come September. So, you know, I'm a big advocate of 
you know, early morning training sessions, late in the evening training sessions, if it cools down where you are. I know sometimes I, I grew up in uh, Baton Rouge and lived a good portion of my life in Austin, Texas, and I know even sometimes in the evenings it's not cooled down. So, you know, trying to get those sessions in in the morning, but keeping them short as well. Um, and then also looking for signs, even with the, the weather, and it'll, it'll take your dog just like it does us, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks to acclimate to the heat and the humidity. Um, and, but if you do notice, as you're either transitioning them into that conditioning or while you're training them, even in the summertime, looking for signs of heat exhaustion, heat stress, worst case scenario, heat stroke. And that truly is a medical emergency. So some of the signs that to look for, one, if your dog is slowing down, right? They just, they're losing the pep in their step, just like we do in the heat and humidity, you know, not as sharp as you were. That's a sign, okay, we might need to take a break or start to cool down a little bit. But my, my biggest gauge of how, how hot a dog is is using their tongue. So they can't sweat just like we can. The only places really that they can sweat is a little bit on their pads, but other than that, the way they... Not enough to help. Not enough to help. The way that they really, you know, are able to offload the heat is through panting. And so, you know, as they pant and as they get hotter and hotter and their internal temperature starts to rise, their tongue is going to get longer, it's going to get wider, and then when, when that actually starts to curl up a bit, almost like a J shape and really widen out at the end, that's when I know we're getting to the close, you know, closer to heat exhaustion. And really then you got to get them cooled down. But a lot of us want to have a quick fix. But please do not take your dogs and dump them in an ice, you know, a pool of ice or things like that. That can actually change, can send their bodies into shock. And that, again, is another medical emergency we do not want to have happen. So you told me before that could be even worse than the heat stress. Absolutely, because it, it does it. I mean, it, it can blow up their whole system. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the fuel that we feed our dogs during these hot, hot months. Uh, I'm a pro plan performance guy, as a lot of people are across the United States uh, and around the world. 30% protein, 20% fat, hot, hot fuel. Um, and that's perfect during the wintertime, the hunting months, hard running months. Summertime, it's a good idea to keep them on that hot fuel, maybe just cut back the amount we feed? Absolutely. So the way that ProPlan and our, our research scientists developed it with that ideal ratio of 30% protein, 20% fat, what it does is it, I like to call them little furnaces. So the mitochondria inside muscle cells, I'm going to get a little nerdy here for you in just a minute, but those mitochondria are like the powerhouses of the cells. So the way this formula is designed, it has the maximum number of powerhouses in those cells, so that keeps that dog's metabolism primed, ready to go, even in the off-season, so that when it comes, you know, time to, to hit the, the hunting field, they are already ready to go. They're set up for success. And our dogs are our primary fat burners. So what that means is that means fat is their favorite energy source. That's what they go to right away. We as humans, we like our carbs. That's our main energy source. But what's also important and the way that, you know, sport is designed with the protein at the level that it is, they have to have protein. It helps to build their muscles. It helps to make sure that their skin is in prime condition so that they, they're tearing through the woods or the fields and that there's, they're not going to get as many scrapes and cuts and all of that. Um, and it's also super important, all of your antibodies that fight off viruses and bacteria so they can stay healthy and out there in the fields with us are all made of protein. So protein is a really key nutrient in our dog's diet.
Yeah, and uh, we do need to cut back the amount we, we feed in the summertime simply because our dogs are typically not as active. We don't, it's hot, we don't have them out in that, that heat as much. Absolutely, yeah. So really taking a, a close eye on, you know, even having, we do this at our house. I have a yellow Labrador who is a hard-charging, duck-retrieving, pheasant-flushing machine. And, you know, I keep an eye. I know how much I feed him during the hunting season. And then we dial it back. It's about 30% in the off-season for him. He does not like that, but it's important for me to keep him lean so that we have longer time out there together. He has a longer career out there flushing those pheasants. You know, long before this radio show, I fed Purina ProPlan to all my bird dogs, our lap dogs, everybody loved it in the dog family, in the dog kennel. Uh, and even before that, Purina High Pro, that's how far back I go. Uh, but, boy, when ProPlan came along, and the science improved, and things have just gotten better and better through the years. I've never seen a dog refuse this great fuel. Yes, it's good for them, but it tastes great. I mean, that, that right there is, says it all, right? Because we could have all of the science and all of the research and every little magical, wonderful ingredient that's out there in that diet, but if it doesn't taste good, it doesn't, give, doesn't do anybody a hill of beans of good, right? Yeah. So I think that's, again, where the, all the really the magic happens with our research and scientists and our palatability experts that put this all together so that it's good for them and it tastes good. When you go to the top trainers and pros, field trialers, and uh, sporting dog folks around the country, and they're all feeding pro plan uh, in the purple sport bag, 30-20, that tells you something right there. Maybe you ought to go that direction with, with your champ. Let's put together just a small kit to carry in our pack in the field, not in the truck, not at the kennel, two different things. In the field, what might we carry that we could use medically with our dogs? Yeah, so I'm a big fan. It sounds really simple, but having some, uh, you know, some nail trimmers there with you, because if that dog rips a toenail or something, it may, it may not be debilitating overall, but he's not going to be comfortable. He's not going to be hunting as fast. So being able to just trim that nail off real quick and then address it when you get back to the truck or even if you need to go see the veterinarian. Also, some things like just simple, basic wound care, so bandages, that stretch gauze, things like that that you could maybe, if you needed to, make a splint in the field to get them back safely to the truck, right? I had to do that sidebar story with my own French bulldog, which I was never expecting, but we made a splint on the trail when we were hiking, and he got carried back. Uh, the other things, you know, looking at, you know, it goes along with the bandages, but having, uh, you know, the alcohol wipes, again, Important for disinfection, but also if you're out there and some of the, maybe it's a warmer fall day than you anticipated and your dog's getting overheated, taking that out, rubbing alcohol and being able to wet down in their armpits and their groin area is a great way to be able to get their temperature to come down in a controlled fashion. Yep, there you go. And that's for in the field. In the truck, you want something a little more extensive. What about cuts? Uh, my bird dogs, boy, if that quail flushes, that cubby flushes, and uh, they're chasing, that barbed wire fence doesn't matter to them. They're going through. Yeah, I like to say they give up all regard for personal safety when there's a bird involved, right? So, you know, you can do a couple of things. If you are comfortable or you want maybe your veterinarian is comfortable instructing you on how to staple, you know, some folks will carry staplers in the field with them. The other simple fix that at least would get you back to the truck and potentially to, to veterinary care if you need it is some super glue. We used to use it way back in the day with our military folks. 
Um, it is, you know, I would recommend using that super glue then only in your kit. Don't use it for household projects at home, too. We want to keep it kind of as quote-unquote sterile as we can. But that's another quick fix, again, just to be able to get you back if, and seek care if needed. Hey, if you can hang on just a couple of minutes, I want to talk to you about some sporting dog injuries that are common and what we might do with those. And uh, also, Fort Flora, great product. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to chat. In the meantime, you can learn lots more about Fortiflora when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Let's grab a cup of coffee. Hey, everybody. It's Dominic Zamito with Two Rivers Fly Shop in North Fork, Arkansas. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Billy, are you sinking? It looks like you've got a heck of a hole in your waders there. Hey, it's Billy Kinder. If you've listened to me very long, you know that I depend on buffalo wool products to keep me warm in harsh winter conditions. But did you know that these highly effective buffalo fibers work equally well in the heat of summer? Their native range plants goes from Toke, Alaska, down past Mexico City. Ron and Teresa Miskin have three decades of weaving perfection from those precious insulating fibers of the bison. And they put them to the test on the world's toughest playground, Alaska. That's our field testing. The moose hunting. Um, there's so much that goes on up there. The big advantage of bison fiber, besides the insulation, is it's moisture wicking and keeping your feet dry, your, your body dry and that sweat away from there reduces the bacterial growth, reduces any foot fungus or anything like that. Bison fiber in a cowboy boot will run three to five degrees cooler than a cotton sock. Take a look at the new line of cool wicking buffalo wool for the summer. The TheBuffaloWoolCo.com I didn't know buffaloes had wool. Yep. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins, vineyardscampground.com. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. 
Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste. I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links, uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, and cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our Chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a hatch chili and cheese summer sausage to complement our links. And we also have a uh, Frito chili cheese pie sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. <laughs> Located just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. To ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. a man to hunt and fish and you'll never see him again sit down and prop up your boots with us here at kinder outdoors i'm billy kinder the website kinderoutdoors.com k-i-n-d-e-r drop by say hello leave a note on the door like dan burgess did gulfport mississippi jeep allen i like that first name jeep westchester pennsylvania john horton richardson texas and Kelly Andrews in Cary, North Carolina. Thanks for saying hello. Hey, hop in the truck. We're traveling to Rock Island, Illinois, Rock Island Auction Company. My friend Joel Colander joins us now. Welcome back, Joel. Billy, good morning, and, and likewise. I tell you what, I uh, always look forward to my visits with Joel Colander, Rock Island Armory, because, man, you guys come up with some pretty cool stuff to sell, and you're having another giant auction uh, this weekend, you have auctions all the time, but occasionally you have just super special auctions, and I guess this one falls in that category. Yeah, our premier auctions, they're filled with world-class firearms. Those happen three times a year, but, you know, you hop onto our website, we have at least one auction every single month for collectors of all levels. So Yeah, and, and Rock Island Armory, are you guys just firearms? Yeah, um, you know, Rock Island Auction Company will do, we're number one in the world for collector firearms and fine arms, but there's also, you know, military helmets. This auction has like leather flight jackets from World War II. Um, you just, you just never know what you're going to find in one of these sales. In fact, this sale yeah. has a 1967 Chevelle Supersport, 
there's a there's a Wells Fargo like wagon coach reproduction. Like you you just never know what you're gonna find. Joel, my first car was a '68 Chevelle Malibu, and uh, I didn't know what I had, and I wanted a pickup, and I treated it like one. <laughs> and then I sold it for about five hundred dollars years ago. I wish I had that thing now. <laughs> well, good news! I know where you, I know where you can find a replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's uh, set the, the table for everyone uh, before we go into this, because I'm sure there are those that think that you are just collector firearms at Rock Island mm-hmm. Armory, and and you're not. If you're looking for a deer rifle, if you're looking for home security, uh, you can find just about any rifle, pistol, shotgun you want at a competitive price. 100%. Like I said, those premier auctions, those are the world-class collectibles. Those are things pristine condition or highly embellished or connected to somebody from history. Uh, another three times a year, we have sporting and collector. Uh, those are still some pretty darn nice firearms, things you won't find in your local gun store. A lot of military surplus, though. Things are quite a bit more uh, affordable for most of us. And then I said monthly, we have our arms and accessory auctions, um, and those are a one-day sale. And it's lots of stuff you'll find in a local gun store and then some some rare treats you might not find, but a lot of modern firearms in those. So, like I said, it's uh, we cater to all levels. Okay, very good. And uh, what are the rules here? If we would like to join you online at this auction today and have an opportunity to bid, mm-hmm. what the heck do we do? Well, you can find us at uh, rockislandauction.com. Uh, there's a link right there on the home page. You can click uh, if you want, just want to watch and see how fast an auction goes or watch something sell, like some of these amazing items that we have coming up this uh, or that are selling throughout the weekend um, you can watch that happen live if you want to participate it's a couple uh, mouse clicks on the computer there and you can uh, be set up to bid in real time awesome all right let's talk about some of the uh, items that we're going to have an opportunity to bid on or, or watch this auction today at rock island uh, auction company what's coming up well the big one in the auction is a pretty it's a pretty monumental piece, and without gilding the lily too much, I'll just tell you it's it is the surrender revolver of Jefferson Davis. So, wow. April eighteen sixty five, you know the, the the country's just in chaos. Lee is surrendering that month. Lincoln is assassinated that month, and Richmond falls. Well, of course, Jefferson Davis flees Richmond. He heads south on May tenth. He's captured in Irwinville, Georgia. This revolver, it's a, it's an Adams, a Beaumont Adams from London, uh, highly embellished. This is what he hands over to a cavalryman, uh, John Hines, as he, as he surrenders on, uh, on May 10th. Wow. And what kind of condition is that gun in? Oh, it's fantastic. And it's an exhibition piece. This is one that, um, Adams would have been presenting to, to several leaders, like military leaders at the time. Um, Jefferson Davis was presented one. It's four serial numbers away that was given to Stonewall Jackson, and that one resides in the American Civil War Museum. Um, it was silver-plated. It has this beautiful factory engraving, uh, checkered grips. It's uh, They were originally presented in uh, some pretty luxurious cases as well. Um, it's, just, it's just a fantastic piece with unbroken chain of provenance since it was surrendered in 1865. Wow, beautiful piece, and I, I'm sure you can't begin to guess what you think that thing's going to sell for. Well, that one, we have an estimate. It's the it's the flagship of the May event. Uh, the estimated uh, auction price will be 450 to 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, just so people know, so they have an idea, name, name rattle off two or three of the most successful auction items that you guys have ever processed through there. Sure. Um, just last year, we had a pair of revolvers uh, that were presented to Ulysses S. Grant. Those sold for over $5 million. Uh, we've sold a, civi a civilian Colt Walker uh, for $1.8 million. There was a, a, a sort of a garniture set, a host of swords and different size uh, firearms that were belonged to Napoleon, uh, and those sold for uh, over $2 million. So it's, like I said, it's, the, those have all been in the past few years. It really shows you what fine arms have been doing in recent years, and for People who have an eye on it, boy, it's a it's a heck of a time to to get into the market. Yeah, sure is. So let's go on with this auction this weekend. Uh, that obviously yeah. is the centerpiece, uh, but there's more. Oh, it's like a wish list. Now, the one I thought would be interest to your to your listeners, there is a beautiful because we are on the 200th anniversary of the Texas Rangers, after all. Um, yes, we are. There's a there's a beautiful uh, Colt Walker. It's a B Company 175. This one actually has documented history of being issued like when it was issued uh i think 1848 uh and and where they were going and what they were <laughs> basically the conflict they were going to go settle in 1848 so it has this really really personalized history with it i that i think is phenomenal wow i guess so what a uh what a wonderful piece and a wonderful time for it to hit the mark oh yeah but it's uh like the auction is kind of a wish list any sort of holy grail that people might want is is in the sale, whether it's, you know, a cartridge counter Luger, whether it's a Singer 1911 A1, um, one of the first hundred Barretts uh, that were issued in Desert Storm. Uh, there's a hundred machine guns. So it's just, it's it's an incredible selection all this weekend. <laughs> Very cool. Once again, give us the uh, website, Joel, so we can uh, come participate in this auction. Sure. Uh, we're at rockislandauction.com. Uh, and if you don't like to find us on the internet boy we'll be manning phones all weekend long just give us a shout you can find the phone number on the on the website as well we'll be happy to get all your listeners well taken care of joel colander with rock island auction company rock island illinois thank you for your time as always uh, we greatly appreciate it look forward to seeing you down the road somewhere good thing i can't wait till we're neighbors and uh yeah have a great rest of your weekend yeah, brand new store opening up. I guess you're still uh, uh, looking at this fall for uh, your Bedford, Texas store? Yep, we look to have our um, our first auction in Bedford this December. So celebrating our 30th year in business and our first auction in Bedford. And let me tell you, there's, there's items squared away for that auction as well. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs> Getting ready okay, already. Hey, thanks, Joe. Yeah. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thanks, sir. Have a good one. Joel Colander, Rock Island Auction Company, Rock Island, Illinois. Going to make a little run to the coffee pot, but when we come back, we're going to be rejoined by Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos, senior veterinarian with Purina, talking about sporting dog-specific injuries, some things that are maybe more common in our sporting breeds. If you're a bird dog guy or gal, stick around. There'll be something in there for you. And if you're not... Well, there's something in there for you, too. I want to talk to her about the greatness of Fortiflora. Every dog owner should have Fortiflora in the fridge. It's Gary Loomis, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Fish on! 
U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The Herdware Store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Casaria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won Best Studio in the State of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy, the ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1800 square foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online 
at truelifetaxidermy.org. There's only one thing that can keep us out of the deer woods. Just kidding. Welcome back to Kinder Outdoors. Kinder Outdoors coming to you from the Vineyards Campground and Cabins. They have a free ice cream day around here. They have free donuts on Sunday morning to folks that are staying here. Free coffee every day. I'm a big fan of that. Dropped by the old country store up there, the camp store, uh, for a cup of coffee and just about anything you need for your RV. They have life, RV repair, uh, and replenish products in there. Great tamales. Don't miss the freezer section and refrigerated section when you visit the camp store. Hey, book a stay with the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on the shoreline of beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. I want to pick up my conversation with Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos now, senior veterinarian with my friends at Purina, talking about the overall nutrition and health of all of our dogs and even more specifically sporting breeds. Ruth Ann, born in Louisiana, living in Colorado now. This time of year, do you get like cravings for crawfish? Do you go crawfish nuts? I uh, can eat my body weight in boiled crawfish. I got to get home about a couple of weeks ago, so I was able to scratch that itch. But, man, they're good. Yes, they are. They are so very good. And that's one thing that you people in Louisiana will always reign supreme in. Maybe cooking in general, but for sure uh, the crawfish and what you can do with those mud bugs. It's spectacular. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some common sporting dog injuries uh, that happen that are more unique to our our hard-working dogs as opposed to our lap dogs. What are some things you see as a veterinarian? Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier in, in having your first aid kit, but certainly those torn toenails, right? Those guys go hard charging, give up all that self-regard for personal safety. Um, so I see that fairly commonly. But then other things like uh, what in on the veterinary side, what we call their CCL, but on the human side, we talk about their ACL. So it's that Really important ligament in their knee. When they are doing all that twisting and turning, and it, that ligament can just pop, um, and it can it'll shorten your season for sure. Hopefully, most of the time it's not career ending, but that's certainly something that that we see pretty frequently. I would say the other thing with our sporting dogs, you know, running through again. Most of the time they have their eyes closed, but their eyes are still at risk for injury. Had this happen in Finn, my own Labrador, um, who got a scratch on his cornea, so that clear part of, your, of his eye, it then, then we were done. We were done hunting for that weekend. Um, so we now rock some rec specs, uh, you know, that goggles, and he doesn't care. He is so focused on flushing pheasants doesn't phase him one bit, but gives me peace of mind about his eyeballs. <laughs> you guys remember the early days of training collars. You first put boots or a collar on your dog, and uh, they don't like it. Two minutes later, you go hunting, and they've forgotten all about that. Same thing with the, uh, with the goggles. Uh, along those same lines, I want to mention grass-ons uh, because, uh, hey, when late summer rolls around, we're working our dogs. It's something we've got to be really aware of. What is a grass-on? How can it affect our dogs? Yeah, so the grasshoppers are almost like little, I, I call them little angry, mean seeds almost, because they, they will come off, and especially if you think about our dogs with their noses on, you know, on the ground running through those fields, and it's real easy for it to go up their nose or even into their eye or eyelid, and 
they have some little barbed, barbed end on them, and they can start to migrate. So they may come in, enter the body in their nose or maybe their eye, and, you know, they could wind up causing an abscess or an infection somewhere completely else in the body. I, it's, they have, I don't know, evil magical powers is what I like. They do. It's, like, it's almost like they uh, are a parasite, the way they tunnel uh, and come to life and tunnel through our dogs. I had a dog suffer from a grass on one time. Took, her, took him to two different Texas veterinarians. They said, I don't know, spider bite? It manifested in his side and opened a wound in his side. We guess it entered through his nose. Weird and evil. Yeah, they they are, and so that's another thing I would I would say to your listeners is make sure you have good communication with your veterinarian because you know a lot of us if you're down in the south maybe you go up north to train um, or you're training in a different area or something like that and if your vet doesn't know that you've been in all of those places they're going to rank different different conditions and different diagnoses based on where they think you've been. So if you're able to tell them that you've been up in North Dakota or you've been over in the woods of Georgia or something like that, they're able to get to a diagnosis probably a little bit more quickly because they'll have more information. Hey, one thing, you mentioned an ACL injury earlier. Not that long ago in the life of a sporting dog, a torn ACL was career-ending. It was just over. We've come a long way, though. Yeah, we absolutely have. So there's one repair called a TPLO, and it, you know, it puts some hardware in your dog. But with that combined with physical therapy, which we know is important for humans, and it's a big growing field in veterinary medicine, getting them back out there in the field, not, not the impossible anymore. Absolutely. Before we go, I want to talk about the greatness of Fortiflora. Every week on the show, I talk about Fortiflora and how it has worked 100% of the time that I've used it. It's a great probiotic that can be used uh, every day. It's, it's that gentle, but it works. It, it really does. When I first joined the company, we, we launched Fortiflora about a year later, and it had taken off like gangbusters. And it, what it is, it's a, it's a probiotic, so it's the good, quote-unquote, good bacteria that we can add to their diet. You know, you just sprinkle it on top of the food, um, and they devour that stuff but what it helps to do we've we've got great studies behind it that show that it helps in cases of stress diarrhea so hunting is a it's a good stress not all stress is bad stress but it certainly can change kind of how the gut is working and all the bugs in there and all we've all seen that after a hot workout or a long day of hunting uh, that our dogs can get loose yep so i'm a big proponent if you know you're going hunting start two or three days ahead of time or have them on it through the whole hunting season. Uh, that's what we do with, with Finn, our Labrador, just, again, because if they're having, you know, the runs out there, they're not, then they're not absorbing that good nutrition. They're going to come in not only a little bit dehydrated, but then also underfueled because they haven't absorbed those great nutrients from the diet that you fed them. Yeah, and so many things can bring on GI upset in our dogs, not just our sporting breeds, but, hey, you're going on vacation, changes in water, changes in atmosphere, change in routine. It can all stress our dogs out. Yep, it, the, absolutely. So even not, it's, I feel like it could. Every dog could benefit from Fortiflora, whether you're a sporting working dog or you're the professional cuddler like my little Frenchie Riggs. There you go. Very good. Hey, doctor, thank you so very much for your time. I greatly appreciate it more than anyone even knows, and uh, really appreciate your expertise. Thanks for what you do for our dogs. Great to be here, Billy, and thanks for being a proponent of ProPlan. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference.
The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, wherever you get your podcasts, they know about us at Kinder Outdoors. Let them know that you want a free weekly download, and they'll send it to you. You don't even have to think about it. Kinder Outdoors podcasts are fresh and new each week at Kinder Outdoors and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello to Barry Savage in Antlers, Oklahoma. Thanks for the note. Michelle Lowe in Amarillo, Texas. Eric Roderick, Edmond, Oklahoma. Gerald Litchfield is in Combine, Texas. David Peterson in Lampasas. And in Moeka, Illinois. Hello to Matthew Jackson. Let's grab a cup of coffee. can't buy happiness, but it can put your brand new bass boat within casting distance of it. Glad you're in the camp with us this week at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, if you are uh, just joining us on the show this week, our special guests are from Rock Island Auction Company, Rock Island, Illinois, Joel Colander. Big special gun sale this weekend. He'll be talking to us about that. Ruth Ann Lobos, senior veterinarian with Purina. That means she knows her stuff. <laughs> She's talking to us about our bird dogs, working dogs, cow dogs, athletic dogs, their special health needs, and also how to fuel those needs. Purina Pro Plan cannot be beat. They bring us this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Pro Plan Performance, 30% protein, 20% fat, and the purple sport bag for your hardworking bird dogs. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. And we're visiting Sylacuga, Alabama, home of Will Davis Jr. Will won the Bassmaster Elite Series event on Lay Lake last weekend. It's his first Elite Series win. It's a big one, $100,000 payday, and I had a chat with him about that. Will Davis Jr., welcome to the show. Good to have you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. The latest winner... On the Bassmaster Elite Series, first time uh, to hoist that big blue trophy. Tell me how that feels, Will. Oh, it felt amazing. It's uh, very heavy, <laughs> very heavy, <laughs> but I I can't wait to hoist it again after winning it. Hey, there's a big, fat, heavy check that comes along with that thing, too. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> 
let your wife hold that for you while you go chase another one, okay? That's my advice. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, you did this on a very familiar lake, Lay Lake. Uh, you fished that lake a lot in your life, along with Will Sr., your dad, and you guys have had some success out there. And I know what people are thinking. They're thinking, oh, yeah, home cooking, home lake. That's one of the hardest things to do in pro bass fishing is go out and win on your home water. I've seen it happen two times where the home team doesn't make the top ten, might not even make the final day. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's uh, very challenging because you got so many different places that you like to fish, and, you know, you, you just run off of memory, you know. It's very tough to win on your home pond, 100%. Tough to win on your home water and really tough when you're, you know, doing battle day by day with folks like Brandon Polinick. He he had his eyes on this trophy, on that big fat check for himself, uh, and was winning it after day three. But at the day four, man, you came in there and won this thing. You had a great day. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was a very uh, trying day. I didn't have it. Uh, three good ones and one dink had uh... – 130 and I pulled in a place and caught two good ones and in between the two good ones I had a treble hook go through my thumb and had to get it pushed through and cut and, <laughs> and go back in there and catch a uh, and I caught another good one so it was just just a blessing it was just my time to win yeah that's exactly right listen the uh that big fish with the white ring around her eye, you knew about that fish. You saw her in practice, and that's why you I went did. back up in there. But you caught another nice fish first. Tell me about that. So I went in this area the day before the tournament. There's a little place I got that they bed in there. and I was going to see if any big females are in there. And I went in there. I seen, you know, 15 pounds in there, nothing just giant. But there was just one fish, and I named her Whitey. She had a white eye. Her eye glowed white around the perimeter of it. So I pulled in there, and there's a brand new one just pulled up, uh, about a four-pound female, and she was white, and she was acting all funny. And that's when I picked up that jerk bait after fishing for about 10 minutes. And I just I couldn't make her bite, and time was crunch. You know, I only had 10 pounds, you know, with just two, uh, basically three fish. And... uh I was like, golly, I got to catch this sucker. And I finally, finally whooped out that jerk bait through it over there. And about the fifth throw to her, she, she come over there and she got sideways in her mouth. So, and, uh, then I went down the bank. Or I actually got the hook in my hand and had to go out to the mouth of the creek because the way that the number four, size number four, uh, uh, Gamagatsu got up in my hand, I couldn't, we couldn't do the line thing. And so I had to push it through, and golly, it hurt. And I, I got it, it through. Yes, sir. And I got it through there, and my pliers, they were so small of a hook, I couldn't get it in there to cut it. I didn't have a pair of snips either. I said, man, we got to do something. I said, let's go. I said, let's go out here to the mouth, see if we can get somebody got a pair of cutters. I go out to the mouth, and this guy just pulled up, just threw his troll motor down. And he's he's been he was up at river waiting on me to come out of this deal because he he been pulling for me all day. He's a local and I didn't even know him. And I said, man, you got some cutters? And he said, yeah, I got some cutters. He tossed me a boat. I cut it, backed it out, gave it to him, 
And I said, thank you, sir, so much. And I went right back in there and caught Whitey. Boom. Yes, sir. Just like that. Yeah. Just wasn't nothing to it. Just wasn't nothing to it. No, I was very, yeah. very fortunate. Very fortunate. What a great story. What a great victory. And, hey, uh, you're, you're up there now uh, in the uh, winner's circle on the Bassmaster Elite Series. And I know you've been punching away at it, and that's been a goal of yours. And I'm really happy for you, Will. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody, it's Stephen Browning. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Now, Billy, I've got to go fishing. So while I'm gone, make sure you leave those turkeys around my house alone. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com
After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This is Kinder Outdoors. If you own a dog, especially a sporting breed, then this is for you. Brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. It's Senior Veterinarian with Purina, Dr. Ruthann Lobos. Ruthann, good to see you. Good to see you too, Billy. I'm excited to talk about dogs today on your show. You know, it seems like we were just talking, and here we are again. I know, back again. Time flies. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about our, our athletic dogs on the show today, uh, the benefits of proper nutrition, uh, some other things that we can do to help our dogs along. Let's talk about uh, heat. We're getting into summer now, uh, and we still want to work with our dogs. We don't want to put them up till fall, uh, but we got to be careful. That's right. We've got to keep them conditioned. Otherwise, there's too big of a hill to climb come September. So, you know, I'm a big advocate of, you know, early morning training sessions, late in the evening training sessions. If it cools down where you are, I know sometimes I I grew up in uh, Baton Rouge and lived a good portion of my life in Austin, Texas, and I know even sometimes in the evenings it's not cooled down. So, you know, trying to get those sessions in in the morning, but keeping them short as well. Um, and then also looking for signs, even with the, the weather, and it'll, it'll take your dog just like it does us, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks to acclimate to the heat and the humidity. Um, and, but if you do notice, as you're either transitioning them into that conditioning or while you're training them, even in the summertime, looking for signs of heat exhaustion, heat stress, worst case scenario, heat stroke, and that truly is a medical emergency. So some of the signs that to look for, one, if your dog is slowing down, right? They just, they're losing the pep in their step, just like we do in the heat and humidity, you know, not as sharp as you were. That's a sign, okay, we might need to take a break or start to cool down a little bit. But my, my biggest gauge of how, how hot a dog is is using their tongue. So they can't sweat just like we can. The only places really that they can sweat is a little bit on their pads, but other than that, the way they... Not enough to help. Not enough to help. The way that they really, you know, are able to offload the heat is through panting. And so, you know, as they pant and as they get hotter and hotter and their internal temperature starts to rise, 
their tongue is going to get longer, it's going to get wider, and then when, when that actually starts to curl up a bit, almost like a J shape and really widen out at the end, that's when I know we're getting to the close, you know, closer to heat exhaustion. And really then you got to get them cooled down. But a lot of us want to have a quick fix. But please do not take your dogs and dump them in an ice, you know, a pool of ice or things like that. That can actually change, can send their bodies into shock. And that, again, is another medical emergency we do not want to have happen. So You told me before that could be even worse than the heat stress. Absolutely, because it, it does. It, I mean, it, it can blow up their whole system. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the fuel that we feed our dogs during these hot, hot months. Uh, I'm a pro-plan performance guy, as a lot of people are across the United States uh, and around the world. 30% protein, 20% fat, hot, hot fuel. Um, and that's perfect during the wintertime, the hunting months, hard-running months. Summertime, it's a good idea to keep them on that hot fuel, maybe just cut back the amount we feed. Absolutely. So the way that ProPlan and our, our research scientists developed it with that ideal ratio of 30% protein, 20% fat, what it does is it, I like to call them little furnaces. So the mitochondria inside muscle cells, I'm going to get a little nerdy here for you in just a minute, but those mitochondria are like the powerhouses of the cells. So the way this formula is designed, it has the maximum number of powerhouses in those cells, so that keeps that dog's metabolism primed, ready to go, even in the off-season, so that when it comes, you know, time to, to hit the, the hunting fields, they are already ready to go. They're set up for success. And our dogs are our primary fat burners. So what that means is that means fat is their favorite energy source. That's what they go to right away. We as humans, we like our carbs. That's our main energy source. But what's also important in the way that, you know, sport is designed with the protein at the level that it is, they have to have protein. It helps to build their muscles. It helps to make sure that their skin is in prime condition so that they, they're tearing through the woods or the fields and that there's, they're not going to get as many scrapes and cuts and all of that. Um, and it's also super important, all of your antibodies that fight off viruses and bacteria so they can stay healthy and out there in the fields with us are all made of protein. So protein is a really key nutrient in our dog's diet. Yeah, and uh, we do need to cut back the amount we, we feed in the summertime simply because our dogs are typically not as active. We don't, it's hot. We don't have them out in that, that heat as much. Absolutely, yeah. So really taking a, a close eye on, you know, even having, we do this at our house. I have a yellow Labrador who is a hard-charging, duck-retrieving, pheasant-flushing machine. And, you know, I keep an eye. I know how much I feed him during the hunting season. And then we dial it back. It's about 30% in the off-season for him. He does not like that. But it's important for me to keep him lean so that we have longer time out there together. He has a longer career out there flushing those pheasants. You know, long before this radio show, I fed Purina ProPlan to all my bird dogs, our lap dogs. Everybody loved it in the dog family, in the dog kennel. Uh, and even before that, Purina High Pro. That's how far back I go. Uh, but, boy, when ProPlan came along and the science improved and things have just gotten better and better through the years, I've never seen a dog refuse this great fuel. Yes, it's good for them, but it tastes great. I mean, that, that right there is, says it all, right? Because we could have all of the science and all of the research and every little magical, wonderful ingredient that's out there in that diet, but if it doesn't taste good, it doesn't, give, doesn't do anybody a hill of beans of good, right? Yeah. 
So I think that's, again, where the, all the really the magic happens with our research and scientists and our palatability experts that put this all together so that it's good for them and it tastes good. When you go to the top trainers and pros, field trialers and uh, sporting dog folks around the country and they're all feeding pro plan uh, in the purple sport bag, 3020, that tells you something right there. Maybe you ought to go that direction with, with your champ. Let's put together just a small kit to carry in our pack in the field, not in the truck, not at the kennel, two different things. In the field, what might we carry that we could use medically with our dogs? Yeah, so I'm a big fan. It sounds really simple, but having some, uh, you know, some nail trimmers there with you, because if that dog rips a toenail or something, it may, it may not be debilitating overall, but he's not going to be comfortable. He's not going to be hunting as fast. So being able to just trim that nail off real quick and then address it when you get back to the truck or even if you need to go see the veterinarian. Also some things like just simple basic wound care, so bandages, just that stretch gauze, things like that that you could maybe if you needed to make a splint in the field to get them back safely to the truck, right? I had to do that sidebar story with my own French bulldog, which I was never expecting, but we made a splint on the trail when we were hiking and he got carried back. Uh, the other things, you know, looking at, you know, it goes along with the bandages, but having, uh, you know, the alcohol wipes, again, Important for disinfection, but also if you're out there and some of the, maybe it's a warmer fall day than you anticipated and your dog's getting overheated, taking that out, rubbing alcohol and being able to wet down in their armpits and their groin area is a great way to be able to get their temperature to come down in a controlled fashion. Yep, there you go. And that's for in the field. In the truck, you want something a little more extensive. What about cuts? Uh, my bird dogs, boy, if that quail flushes, that cubby flushes, and uh, they're chasing, that barbed wire fence doesn't matter to them. They're going through. Yeah, I like to say they give up all regard for personal safety when there's a bird involved, right? So, you know, you can do a couple of things. If you are comfortable or you want maybe your veterinarian is comfortable instructing you on how to staple, you know, some folks will carry staplers in the field with them. The other simple fix that at least would get you back to the truck and potentially to, to veterinary care if you need it is some super glue. We used to use it way back in the day with our military folks. Um, it is, you know, I would recommend using that super glue then only in your kit. Don't use it for household projects at home, too. We want to keep it kind of as quote-unquote sterile as we can. But that's another quick fix, again, just to be able to get you back if, and seek care if needed. Hey, if you can hang on just a couple of minutes, I want to talk to you about some sporting dog injuries that are common and what we might do with those. And uh, also, Fort of Flora, great product. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to chat. This is professional angler Rick Clun. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. 
Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth, to sell you a life filled with urban fascinations, to ignore that death is life's unwavering partner, together creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. 
Chuck Winsler of Sporting Classics says you can read the tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says the tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Tis the season to be jolly. Deer season, turkey season, dove season, duck season, season backstrap. Come on in to the Kinder Outdoors Camp House. And please make a little time to drop by the Kinder Outdoors website as well. It's real easy, kinderoutdoors.com, like kindergarten, K-I-N-D-E-R. Drop by and let us know where you listen and how you listen. That would really help us out to know if you are a AM, FM, Sirius XM podcaster. How do you listen to the show each week? And where? What's your hometown and state? Kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, I've got Joel Colander with Rock Island Auction Company on that Kinder Outdoors trot line now. Always a informative day and a big day at Rock Island Auction when we have Joel on the air. Joel, always a pleasure to talk to you. Billy, good morning, and, and likewise. I tell you what, I uh, always look forward to my visits with Joel Colander, Rock Island Armory, because, man, you guys come up with some pretty cool stuff to sell, and you're having another giant auction uh, this weekend, you have auctions all the time, but occasionally you have just super special auctions, and I guess this one falls in that category. Yeah, our premier auctions, they're filled with world-class firearms. Those happen three times a year, but, you know, you hop onto our website, we have at least one auction every single month for collectors of all levels. So Yeah, and, and Rock Island Armory, are you guys just firearms? Yeah, um, you know, Rock Island Auction Company will do, we're number one in the world for collector firearms and fine arms, but there's also, you know, military, helmets. This auction has like leather flight jackets from World War II. Um, you just, you just never know what you're going to find in one of these sales. In fact, this sale yeah. has a 1967 Chevelle Super Sport. Uh, there's a, there's a Wells Fargo like wagon coach reproduction. Like you, you just never know what you're going to find. Joel, my first car was a 68. Chevelle Malibu, and uh, I didn't know what I had, and I wanted to pick up, and I treated it like one, and then I sold it for about $500 years ago. I wish I had that thing now. <laughs> well, good news. I know, where you, I know where you can find a replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's uh, set the, the table for everyone uh, before we go into this, because I'm sure there are those that think that you are just collector firearms at Rock Island mm -hmm. Armory, and, and you're not. If you're looking for a deer rifle, if you're looking for home security, uh, you can find just about any rifle, pistol, shotgun you want at a competitive price. 100%. Like I said, those premier auctions, those are the world-class collectibles. Those are things pristine condition or highly embellished or connected to somebody from history. Uh, another three times a year we have sporting and collector. Uh, those are still some pretty darn nice firearms, things you won't find in your local gun store. A lot of military surplus, though. Things are quite a bit more uh, affordable for most of us. And then I said monthly we have our arms and accessory auctions, um, and those are a one-day sale. And it's lots of stuff you'll find in a local gun store and then some some rare treats you might not find, but a lot of modern firearms in those. So, like I said, it's uh, we cater to all levels. Okay, very good. And 
Uh, what are the rules here? If we would like to join you online at this auction today and have an opportunity to bid, mm -hmm. what the heck do we do? Well, you can find us at uh, rockislandauction.com. Uh, there's a link right there on the home page. You can click uh, if you want, just want to watch and see how fast an auction goes or watch something sell, like some of these amazing items that we have coming up this uh, or that are selling throughout the weekend. Um, you can watch that happen live. If you want to participate, it's a couple uh, mouse clicks on the computer there, and you can uh, be set up to bid in real time. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about some of the uh, items that we're going to have an opportunity to bid on or, or watch this auction today at Rock Island uh, Auction Company. What's coming up? Well, the big one in the auction is a pretty it's a pretty monumental piece and without <laughs> gild the lily too much, I'll just tell you it's it is the surrender revolver of Jefferson Davis. So wow. April 1865, you know, the 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 country's just in chaos. Lee is surrendering that month. Lincoln is assassinated that month. And Richmond falls. Well, of course, Jefferson Davis flees Richmond. He heads south. On May 10th, he's captured in Irwinville, Georgia. This revolver, it's, a, it's an Adams, a Beaumont Adams from London, uh, highly embellished. This is what he hands over to a cavalryman, uh, John Hines, as he, as he surrenders on, uh, on May 10th. Wow. And what kind of condition is that gun in? Oh, it's fantastic. And it's an exhibition piece. This is one that um, Adams would have been presenting to, to several leaders, like military leaders at the time. Um, Jefferson Davis was presented one. It's four serial numbers away that was given to Stonewall Jackson, and that one resides in the American Civil War Museum. Um, it was silver-plated. It has this beautiful factory engraving, uh, checkered grips. It's, uh, they were originally presented in uh, some pretty luxurious cases as well. Um, it's, just, it's just a fantastic piece with unbroken chain of provenance since it was surrendered in 1865. Wow, beautiful piece, and I, I'm sure you can't begin to guess what you think that thing's going to sell for. Well, that one, we have an estimate. It's the, it's the flagship of the May event. Uh, the estimated uh, auction price will be $450,000 to $750,000. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, just so people know, so they have an idea, name, name rattle off two or three of the most successful auction items that you guys have ever processed through there. Sure. Um, just last year, we had a pair of revolvers uh, that were presented to Ulysses S. Grant. Those sold for over $5 million. Uh, we've sold a, <laughs> civil, a civilian Colt Walker. Uh, for $1.8 million, there was a, a, a sort of a garniture set, a host of swords and different size uh, firearms that were belonged to Napoleon, uh, and those sold for uh, over $2 million. So it's, like I said, it's the, those have all been in the past few years. It really shows you what fine arms have been doing in recent years. And for people who have an eye on it, boy, it's a, it's a heck of a time to, to get into the market. Yeah, sure is. So let's go on with this auction this weekend. Uh, that obviously yeah. is the uh, centerpiece, uh, but there's more. Oh, it's like a wish list. Now, the one I thought would be interesting to your, to your listeners, there is a beautiful, because we are on the 200th anniversary of the Texas Rangers, after all. Um, yes, we are. There's a there's a beautiful uh, Colt Walker. It's a B Company 175. This one actually has documented history of being issued, like when it was issued, uh, I think 1848, uh, and, and 
where they were going and what they were, <laughs> basically the conflict they were going to go settle in 1848. So it has this really, really personalized history with it I, that I think is phenomenal. Wow, I guess so. What a uh, what a wonderful piece and a wonderful time for it to hit the mark. Oh yeah, but it's uh, like the auction's kind of a wish list. Any sort of holy grail that people might want is is in the sale. Whether it's you know a cartridge counter Luger, whether it's a Singer 1911 A1, um, one of the first hundred Barretts uh, that were issued in Desert Storm. Uh, there's a hundred machine guns. So it's just it's it's an incredible selection all this weekend. <laughs> Very cool. Once again, give us the uh, website, Joel, so we can uh, come participate in this auction. Sure. Uh, we're at rockislandauction.com. Uh, and if you don't like to find us on the Internet, boy, we'll be manning phones all weekend long. Just give us a shout. You can find the phone number on the on the website as well. We'll be happy to get all your listeners well taken care of. Joel Colander with Rock Island Auction Company, Rock Island, Illinois. Thank you for your time, as always. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you down the road somewhere. Good. Thank I can't wait till we're neighbors, and uh, yeah, have a great rest of your weekend. Yeah, brand new store opening up. I guess you're still uh, uh, looking at this fall for uh, your Bedford, Texas store? Yep. We look to have our um, our first auction in Bedford this December, so celebrating our 30th year in business and our first auction in Bedford. And let me tell you, there's there's items squared away for that auction as well. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs> Getting ready okay, already. Hey, thanks, Joe. Yeah. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thanks, sir. Have a good one. Of course, for a link to Rock Island Auction Company, just come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, and we'll have you fixed up and ready to go for that big historic auction this weekend. We're going to grab another cup of coffee and then invite you right back here because Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos is going to rejoin us. Hi, this is Steve Remspecker with ProPlan. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. The Quail Coalition the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the Bob White, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S. And the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store, you get a snack, and you get to stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up. 
I mean, sometimes his decoys make noises, I think. Or if it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car as well. I can just feel the comfort knowing that it will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or NASTRA. This was the very idea of NASTRA's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in NASTRA field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. NASTRA sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his NASTRA championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and NASTRA's five national championships. Take a look at our website, nstra.org, and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. Thanks to God above for his blessing on our rights to hunt, fish, and fill our freezers with healthy protein. We celebrate that in this camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on the shores of beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. That's right, cabins and campsites. Yes, they have wonderful 50-amp and cable television service at every single uh, RV campsite, but they also have cabins. If you want to drag the boat out here to take advantage of this uh, boat ramp that they have, they have a, their very own personal boat ramp and parking area on Grapevine Lake, uh, and stay in the cabins at night. Very handy turnkey fishing trip. Well-stocked utensils for uh, doing your own cooking. Save money on running to town for meals. Check them out, the Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Uh, you'll learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's pick up our conversation again with Dr. Ruthann Lobos, Senior Veterinarian with Purina. Ruthann, 
born in Louisiana, living in Colorado now. This time of year, do you get, like, cravings for crawfish? Do you go crawfish nuts? I uh, can eat my body weight in boiled crawfish. I got to get home about a couple of weeks ago, so I was able to scratch that itch. But, man, they're good. Yes, they are. They are so very good. And that's one thing that you people in Louisiana will always reign supreme in. Maybe cooking in general, but for sure uh, the crawfish and what you can do with those mud bugs. It's spectacular. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some common sporting dog injuries uh, that happen that are more unique to our our hard-working dogs as opposed to our lap dogs. What are some things you see as a veterinarian? Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier in, in having your first aid kit, but certainly those torn toenails, right? Those guys go hard charging, give up all that self-regard for personal safety. Um, so I see that fairly commonly. But then other things like uh, what in on the veterinary side, what we call their CCL, but on the human side, we talk about their ACL. So it's that really important ligament in their knee when they are doing all that twisting and turning and it that ligament can just pop um, and it can it'll shorten your season for sure hopefully most of the time it's not career ending but that's certainly something that that we see pretty frequently I would say the other thing with our sporting dogs you know running through again most of the time they have their eyes closed but their eyes are still at risk for injury had this happen in Finn my own Labrador um, who got a scratch on his cornea so that clear part of your of his eye it then then we were done we were done hunting for that weekend um, so we now rock some rec specs uh, you know that goggles and he doesn't care he is so focused on flesh and pheasants doesn't phase him one bit, but gives me peace of mind about his eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, you guys remember the early days of training collars. You first put boots or a collar on your dog, and uh, they don't like it. Two minutes later, you go hunting, and they've forgotten all about that. Same thing with the uh, with the goggles. Uh, along those same lines, I want to mention grass-ons uh, because, uh, hey, when late summer rolls around, we're working our dogs. It's something we've got to be really aware of. What is a grass-on? How can it affect our dogs? Yeah, so the grass ones are almost like little, I, I call them little angry, mean seeds almost, because they, they will come off, and especially if you think about our dogs with their noses on, you know, on the ground running through those fields, and it's real easy for it to go up their nose or even into their eye or eyelid, and they have some little barbed, barbed end on them, and they can start to migrate. So they may come in, enter the body in their nose or maybe their eye, and, you know, they could wind up causing an abscess or an infection somewhere completely else in the body. I, it's, they have, I don't know, evil magical powers is what I like. They do. It's, like, it's almost like they uh, are a parasite, the way they tunnel uh, and come to life and tunnel through our dogs. I had a dog suffer from a grass on one time. Took, her, took him to two different Texas veterinarians. They said, I don't know, spider bite? It manifested in his side and opened a wound in his side. We guess it entered through his nose. Weird and evil. Yeah, they, they are. And so that's another thing I would, I would say to your listeners is make sure you have good communication with your veterinarian because, you know, a lot of us, if you're down in the south, maybe you go up north to train um, or you're training in a different area or something like that. And if your vet doesn't know that you've been in all of those places, they're going to rank different, different conditions and different diagnoses based on where they think you've been. So if you're able to tell them that you've been up in North Dakota or you've been over in the woods of Georgia or something like that, they're able to get to a diagnosis probably a little bit more quickly because they'll have more information. Yeah. Hey, one thing, you mentioned an ACL injury earlier. Not that long ago in the life of a sporting dog, a torn ACL was career-ending. It, it was just over. We've come a long way, though. 
Yeah, we absolutely have. So there's one repair called a TPLO, and it, you know, it puts some hardware in your dog. But with that combined with physical therapy, which we know is important for humans, and it's a big growing field in veterinary medicine, getting them back out there in the field, not, not the impossible anymore. Absolutely. Before we go, I want to talk about the greatness of Fortiflora. Every week on the show, I talk about Fortiflora and how it has worked 100% of the time that I've used it. It's a great probiotic that can be used uh, every day. It's, it's that gentle, but it works. It, it really does. When I first joined the company, we, we launched Fortiflora about a year later, and it had taken off like gangbusters. And it's, what it is, it's a, it's a probiotic, so it's the good, quote-unquote, good bacteria that we can add to their diet. You know, you just sprinkle it on top of the food, um, and they devour that stuff. But what it helps to do, we've, we've got great studies behind it that show that it helps in cases of stress diarrhea. So hunting is a it's a good stress. Not all stress is bad stress, but it certainly can change kind of how the gut is working and all the bugs in there. And all We've that. all seen that after a hot workout or a long day of hunting uh, that our dogs can get loose. Yep. So I'm a big proponent. If you know you're going hunting, start two or three days ahead of time. Or have them on it through the whole hunting season. Uh, that's what we do with, with Finn, our Labrador. Just, again, because if they're having, you know, the runs out there, they're not, then they're not absorbing that good nutrition. They're going to come in not only a little bit dehydrated, but then also underfueled because they haven't absorbed those great nutrients from the diet that you fed them. Yeah, and so many things can bring on GI upset in our dogs, not just our sporting breeds, but, hey, you're going on vacation, changes in water, changes in atmosphere, change in routine. It can all stress our dogs out. Yep, it, the, absolutely. So even not, it's, uh, I feel like it could every dog could benefit from Fortiflora, whether you're a sporting working dog or you're the professional cuddler like my little Frenchie Riggs. There you go, very good. Hey, doctor, thank you so very much for your time. I greatly appreciate it more than anyone even knows, and uh, really appreciate your expertise. Thanks for what you do for our dog. Great to be here, Billy, and thanks for being a proponent of ProPlan. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. We're all out of time, but I do want to thank you so much for hanging out with us in the camp house today at Kinder Outdoors. Thanks also to Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos up in Colorado, senior veterinarian with Purina. My friend Joel Colander with Rock Island Auction Company. Check out that great gun auction this weekend. 
and Will Davis Jr., first-time winner on the Bassmaster Elite Series last weekend. I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the time we have together here and invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Woo! <laughs>